As much as people depend on us as leaders, you need someone who believes in you. You need a place to be open and honest with someone who's walked in your shoes and wants to help you become the leader you are meant to be. This is that place with those kind of people. Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast with your host, Randy Bazette. Each episode will sit down and engage in life-giving conversation, unpacking leadership's greatest challenges. And now, your host, Randy Bazette. Well, welcome to this episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. I'm Kristen and so glad to be here, always across the table from Randy. How are you doing? What's up, Kristen? I'm doing good, man. You ready for another podcast? I love this. You know, like podcasts in general or this in this particular I, podcast? Yes. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like this because I, I mean, I'm a fan of podcasts. I listen to them. It's good. Oh, it's a great way to learn. Glad and you do that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's better than just, reading a whole book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Blinkus. <laughs> Please. I love please. <laughs> so uh, I like it because you know I'm, that's how you learn and this podcast yeah. I like it because I've always wanted to kind of bring people into green room conversations and talk about stuff offline yeah that, that's the real heart behind <laughs> that this. is real conversations honest could get a little edgy you might disagree but it's honest it's hard it's from the heart but it's really it's mm-hmm. not necessarily a sermon that you're going to hear on a weekend but it's the conversation right. that is going to stick with you sometimes yeah in fact i don't want it to be a sermon because i don't want the people in my church to hear what i'm saying on this podcast i'll <laughs> <laughs> be quiet post it carefully oh man well it is going to be a great conversation today we've got a really special guest with us yeah um we've got your brother yes on the podcast that's today. who it is and when we say special, there's all kind of reasons we can mean. <laughs> Back so, up, Randy uh, B. God, just help me in navigating this conversation. Yeah, good luck. Today. It's not going to land well. It's not going to go well. Oh, we're it's not going to start well. Oh, man. Jesus, help me. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so for those of you listening that do not know, Pastor Randy has a brother, Pastor Rick Bizet. Mm-hmm. Um, You and your wife mm-hmm. planted New Life Church in Arkansas 21 years 20, ago. I think it's right around that. About to happy birthday to Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this coming weekend. That is wonderful. Yeah, I have God's Pastor Larry coming things. in, Larry Stockstill, and it's Randy's pastor, too. And Yeah, we actually did a podcast we with just, him. Just we just re- recorded it. Okay. I don't know when it's going to air in mm-hmm. the order. It well, people will learn a lot more from me than <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy. oh man. get your notepad. <laughs> okay, see, it's just oh, begun. It's God. just begun. But you, you, um, pastor, great church. But you've you've pastored and influenced so many people. But uh, it is kind of special today. Yeah. Um, because thirty years ago That's today, right. you led your brother Randy to the Lord. Oh man, yeah. We were talking about that a little bit at church today because Randy. I've never seen anybody dive into the things with God like Randy did that day. Mm-hmm. So I certainly want to bring that up. But Randy was lost away from the Lord, working hard, but he had an opportunity in the job market that would have been incredible for him. But he, but he had a stirring like uh, something was going on. So he said, Rick, I want to meet with you and ask your opinion. Which never happened. And, uh, he <laughs> Your still opinion never sometimes, does that. though. I mean, honestly, if we're going to I have to get on talk, a podcast where he listens to my opinion. We're going to edit a lot of this out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my voice will be at. I won't even be here. Yeah, you won't even be here. <laughs> oh, gosh. So I can't wait to hear this back. But Randy came into my office. He goes, Rick, I got to make a big decision. What do you think about it? And he was backslidden. And, and I just said, Randy, shut the door. 
And when he turned around and shut that door, I can't really explain. It was like the Holy Spirit filled that room. And he knew it and I knew it. And uh, and I said, Randy, I don't know if you need to make a decision on a career right now. I think a better decision would be, do you want the Lord in your life right now? It was something like that. And he fell to his knees. I fell to my knees. We were both crying. You know, somebody, you you pray as a pastor and someone repeats after you. He started leading in prayer. I was repeating after him. That's the whole thing. <laughs> and then finally he got up and ran into the center of what God was doing in that church. Wow. And he hasn't stopped. He didn't become a pastor that day, but he started pouring into the church that day. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really seen him do that well uh, since that first week. <laughs> But he started out that first so week was so good. It was only downhill from there. Oh man! Thank you, Rick. That you means so much. What else you want me to say? Golly! All right. So before we jump into today's conversation, because we will eventually get there, but okay. I feel like it's always good. It's gonna be a long just, podcast. It's gonna be a long but podcast. Sometimes you just need a good laugh. I and, know. and I feel like there's probably no better opportunity for our <laughs> listeners to laugh than with you two. Well, um, so, I, all right, share a, a, give me a story. Give me a, I don't know, throw your brother into the bus. I don't uh, know. The microphones, <laughs> whoever gets to it first. Gosh, man, I got so much dirt on him. <laughs> and uh, he has it on me, so we kind of made a covenant. It's a backwards <laughs> covenant. Like, I won't tell anybody if you don't tell <laughs> Yeah, not being real. So let me, well, this stuff. So let me tell you. Okay, I know, but we can't be that real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I heard somebody say today, you can be authentic with everyone. Oh, yeah. But transparent right. with you. Okay, so, so I'll be authentic, be but authentic. not transparent. Okay. One time, Randy and I were chatterboxing in the kitchen. And, and uh, so I was slapping at him. He was slapping back. It was kind of playful, but at some point he put a plate up. I mean, not a not like a, a paper kitchen plate, plate, like a glass plate. Yeah, yeah, like the kind that can cut your hand off. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> and so I swung at him and hit the plate, and my hand went through the plate. And I thought it felt like it cut my arm, so I showed. It. I said, "Randy, is it cut?" And he went. Bleh! <laughs> I can see his bone. Put it I'll down. See, oh, I literally can see his bone. He said, "Put it down." Hey, good news is he's never touched me again since no, then. No, I don't swing at Randy. He's got weaponry. Oh man. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Boy, I don't I know how we live. I don't know how either. <laughs> well, y'all got many a stories and lots of ministry together. You guys have done ministry together for a long time and even in different churches, but you've helped a lot of a lot of churches, a lot of church plants, a lot of pastors and leaders. Mm, it's fun that we actually do the same thing together yeah, as a career, if you will. And it's just it's really cool. It's my only brother, and yet we both or doing the same thing. We lo- we do a lot of conferences and hangouts and coaching of other churches together. And, and the Lord lays an idea on Randy's heart, and it's on my heart, and we get together, and we're talking about the same stuff. It's, That's so cool. Mm-hmm. And it happens in every area. All it could be a time. golf club. We found out yesterday we bought this. <laughs> we all are playing the driver, same exact golf clubs. Or we redo a structure or a plan, and, and he's working on that. And oh. uh, so I don't know. There, we do have a. We must be like genetically like connected. 
or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> well, <laughs> I got 55 things I could say. Yeah, and, and we're going to keep, the, keep the conversation going. <laughs> oh, uh, God. But you know, but but what you were saying, you guys have together and yeah. helped so many churches and one another encourage you know, our church and, and New Life Church. Um, and, you know, the conversation today is really around the theme of the future of church. And that's, I'm sure, a topic that you are not uh, unfamiliar to. That well, is being talked about all true. the time. Um, 2020, right. no doubt, rocked the world, but it yeah. shook up the church. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, churches around the world are rebuilding um, and things, some things look the same. Some things look different. One thing we know is the church isn't going anywhere. No, nope. no. Nope. Um, God the has pandemic to cannot stop the church. Not at no. all. Um, but it does give <laughs> church leaders and pastors uh, opportunity to question and evaluate some things. And, you yeah. know, what what should we be doing different? What had we gotten off track in places? What do we need to adjust? And I mean, the conversation, loaded it's loaded. Topic. It's loaded. Oh, it's loaded. Goodness, that's a good um, question. So, so let's kind of just kick off the, the, the conversation, just real broad brush. Okay. What are you guys seeing? What are you feeling? What are you experiencing that you feel like there is a shift or maybe it's a shift within pastors and ministry leaders that it's a focus shift or I don't know, what are, what are y'all, what are you feeling and experiencing right now when you look to the future? I don't know. Church? I think a good word picture for all of this, and I'm very interested to hear, you know, what you guys have been changing in new life, but it's almost like if you've ever been through a crisis in your marriage financially, maybe somebody loses a job or gets laid off and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you look at you, you sit down at the table, you look at your spreadsheet of all the money yeah. you're spending and you start saying, what are we not going to do anymore? We're not going to have, youtube tv anymore we're not gonna whatever right. we're gonna eat out there all of a sudden you trim every bit of fat that you can because we are living in a new reality now mm-hmm. and i think the church not that we were wasteful but i think you realize that there are a lot of things that we were doing that were unnecessary mm-hmm. and when it comes to really growing the church what we were doing probably wasn't doing it because at least in my heart i think that's a good picture because when i look at our church i think we were really really wide we were reaching lots of people, but I don't really think the quality of what we were producing in people as far as disciples and That's followers it. of Christ, it really was not, mm. it, it didn't work because they're not there anymore. I mean, all of us have yeah. a whole lot fewer people. Yeah. So I understand they have to take responsibility, but what can we do as church as different or do different now as it relates to our church to help people be solid and solidified in their relationship with God because I really got convicted over that and it it just tells us we need to evaluate and change gosh that's it you know I think the pandemic um, was like an MRI to the reality of how we were doing Randy myself and most churches that have grown through the years we really never wanted a large church but we we ended up with a large church now 50% 50% attendance, 60, I think Randy's at 70, we're a little less than that percentage-wise, but it's really the new 100%. Mm. And uh, But what's, what, what's sad to me and also uh, creates good vision, it's like when you clean out something that has too much junk in it, a storage room or a garage, you need to know what do we need to throw away, mm-hmm. what do we need to keep, and what needs to be refurbished. Yep. And I think that the pandemic has been a time 
And what embarrasses me the most, and I hope it happened to you too because it would make me feel better, but I realized that we had a cornal church. I never wanted a cornal church, but I found out a lot of people, it didn't create cornality, it exposed it. Mm. Like a lot of people um, in the word, some, but not relying on it for everything. Mm -hmm. And um, discipleship was important to us but not everybody was being discipled. And so I think we did, and, and you know, we could have a follow-up question if you want to on this, but it, and the bottom line is we decided we didn't want to go back. It's easy to say, man, I want it to be like it was in 2019. If we could just go back, I'm going to tell you, I don't want to go back. Mm -hmm. uh, I love some of the things that we were doing, but I don't want to go back. Uh, there was a girl who came to me in the foyer of the church about four months ago, and she said, Pastor Rick, I'm just in so much pain. I was serving the Lord. I love the Lord. And then I met this boy, and he was cute. And so I ended up being with him, and then I lost my virginity with him. And, and then uh, he told me the church wasn't a good thing to be a part of, organized religion. So I left the church, and, and now he broke up with me, and I just really want to go back to where I was mm. and it hit me why would you want to go back to a place where you were able to leave so quickly like do you really want mm -hmm. to just go back mm -hmm. to that shallow of a place I didn't tell her that because mm -hmm. she was a real hurting heart in the church but that's where I am like I don't want to go back so what does forward mean yeah. So, so let's talk about that. What, what does forward look like? What are some of the things maybe that you and your staff have, your, have identified that, you know, we needed to pivot here. Yeah. We needed to stop doing certain things or shift focus. What were some of those major pieces? Oh, man, I love the way you worded that because to be successful in life, whether you're an investor or a pastor or anything, a husband, a wife, single person. I think it's good to be able to speculate. Like, here's where I think it's going, so here's what we might need to work on. But right now, it's hard to speculate where everything is going. So you have to spend more time listening, asking people, talking with them. I remember I was reading about Nike, and the way that they come up with apparel and product every year is that they literally go into teenage rooms. They have permissions for that, and they take I've pictures. Read this. Remember when they did that? Oh, yeah. And then, and so then they come together in one room and they recreate the things that they see: new patterns, new colorations, new idea. And they mm -hmm. did all. And so it, it's like. We have to do that as a church, but it's listening to people and uh, finding out what their new needs are and try to hit it, mm. the craving that is now on the mm -hmm. table. Mm -hmm. I think that is true. We, we do need to understand where people are at now because if we don't speak to that, as, as we have the answers. The Word of God we know speaks to that, and we are the expression of Christ right. on this earth right now. So we need to know where people are so we can meet those needs. For, for me, the things I looked at the church and I thought, we've got to start acing this because I think this is where people are at right now, and the church needs to address that. And by the way, what I'm about to say is a complete right turn from where I think the church has been over the last 20 to 25 years, hmm. meaning in the style of church that America is looking for. And what I believe people are looking for more than anything else is truth 
because truth is so relative now. That's mm-hmm. true. You can't believe any article you see that My is founded no. in truth. Mm-hmm. It just came out. Tom Brady's retiring. Well, that is not even a true statement yet, but <laughs> right. they're selling clicks. <laughs> right. So that isn't true. So you can see stuff from trusted sources like national medias, yep. and it's bull. So people can't find truth. But the word of God we know is true. That's people are so looking good. for some absolute truth. That's right. We have that. So we have to go back to teaching truth, and I mean like unapologetically. It's good. And we have pivoted on that because I think that's what people are looking for is they can't find truth anywhere else. Yeah. So they're going to get it here, and we're not going to morph it for culture. So let me ask you a question to, to dive yeah. into that. So, you know, at Bayside, it's not that we ever didn't speak truth or didn't preach truth, but yet there was still a, a pivot, a shift. Mm-hmm. Can you let the listener help the listeners know and understand mm-hmm. what you mean by that? So here's what uh, it'll, this goes along with. It. These are I think there's two parts to the to the same okay. question you're asking. They need truth and they're looking for the supernatural. People don't have power in their lives to say no to the things they want to say say no to. They don't have power to overcome the trauma and the difficulties mm-hmm. and the diagnoses that they have. They can't find it anywhere. And we have that. Yep. I mean, the church That's of God, right. signs and wonders and miracles, yeah. the laying on of hands yeah. and the raising of dead and the healing of sick people. So church as we knew it. I started a church in this era. You did too. We mm-hmm. coach and help a lot of churches of being what's called a tractional church. Okay. And making sure that you think about reaching people that are lost and don't go to church. Well, I think the way we did that is different now. I said people need truth and people are looking for an experience, yep. supernatural of God. So how do we address that? I don't preach at people like, you, this is the truth and you're wrong. The Bible says that you righteousness. You did that to me one time. Well, I know, but bro, you were in a bad spot. <laughs> did he have like it was a, What was weird, that? it was on the way up here to this podcast. <laughs> Oh, we gonna go to that? Okay, yeah. all right. Well, let me tell, tell you what Rick was doing. No, 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 no. What he was doing? Like, no. <laughs> you can't speak to people from a. I'm putting you down, but righteousness Great exalts point. a nation, mm-hmm. a church, a family, and righteousness is not a self righteousness. It's a righteousness that comes from humility and submitting yourself to the Lord and His Word. So the way we exalt a nation is by preaching the truth, but doing it in a way of humility. It's like, look. Mm. This is the truth that you really need. I like that. Mm-hmm. And I think if we will speak that, and it used to be you got to package it, put bows on it, make sure everybody no. feels comfortable with it, and it's being attractional. And I'm not against that because I still want to reach the loss. But they're looking for truth and experience with God. So it that. also means creating space in weekend services where you can, they're not the sacraments, but they're mm-hmm. staples in the church. Prayer. Laying on of hands, time for supernatural movements in the church for people to be healed and delivered and set free. Those are the pivots that we made right away. And, I I mean, I feel like it's working. We're getting lost people coming in all the time, so we haven't closed the door on that. Right. But I feel like we're giving people some real depth to their lives. And you can sense it in your church services. If anybody listening has never been to Bayside, it would do you good just just to take a little trip on the weekend and just get here. Especially in and, January, uh, February, March. And April, <laughs> you know you want to come down here. <laughs> but you know, I like what you said. If I could just say, uh, to jump into two things you said. I like how you said it's truth, like people are craving truth. And I like how you said we've changed the space and the moments in a church service. Um, like, is there a way to give truth? Because we always talk about this pre-pandemic. We talked about 
you have to tell the truth and you have to give grace. And truth without truth is, is I mean, excuse me, truth without grace is really not true. And grace without truth is really not grace. And now it's, it just means more. So the way that I think about it is this way, is that how do we have unmovable convictions, truth, with shocking love, mm-hmm. the way we reach out in church services, between church services. And I love how you you changed that. We made a major move in this, Randy, and I could see you have as well. Um, But it hit me. I was at a retreat a few months ago, and the pastor there said, hey, we've had the Lord move, and it's been great. But what did you learn that you need to take home with you? And what is it you need to leave here? Mm -hmm. Mm. And when he said that, thought man that's the way church should be we're gonna have to be a church where people learn and then know what to take home and know what to leave it so good so we thought how do we actually even do that because here's a sad thing every pastor listening knows if you run into somebody on tuesday at a store and you ask them if they like church they're probably going to say yes but if you ask them what did i preach on they're going to stumble like oh yeah i remember it was it was good. I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what was the topic? And people do not necessarily remember. But I'll tell you what they remember forever. They remember what the Lord spoke to them. Mm-hmm. In that. Mm-hmm. So what we did at the end of our services was to open it up for them to go to the cross and write down sin so or people good. they're praying mm-hmm. for or go to uh, and get communion or go to someone and get prayed over. And uh, because you're going to remember what God spoke and, and he's going to tell you what you need to leave at church are what you need to go home. And to me, it's an expression of truth, unmovable convictions, and love, shocking love. That's the most important part of the service because you you have worship. People are singing, and you know I think it's prepping their hearts to receive. And then you stand up and preach 30, 35, 40 minutes, whatever it is. Yeah. They're listening, and they're receiving, and they're hearing from God. They're writing things down, whatever, mm-hmm. however God is doing that. But that part of the service you're talking about is so important because it's their chance to now it's, respond. To respond. And so you give them a chance not just to receive that That's day because right. mm-hmm. then they're going to go to life and the phone and the kids and lunch and whatever's going on. But give them space to respond to what the Lord See, said. See, I told you we think alike because yes. we call it response time. You know, <laughs> it's just like you we, took that from me. No, no, yeah. Randy, no. I just said it, and no. now you're going to grab it like no, it's yours. I know, but I was promised I was just thinking about it before you said it. <laughs> yeah, but I said it first. <laughs> okay, I'll give you credit, but only on the podcast. Well, let me ask this question just to, to you know, we're speaking to pastors and church leaders. Yeah. And so let's shift the topic just a little bit to what is it that a pastor and a church leader needs to look at in themselves during this time oh, man. to be able to a- adjust and shift and hear the heart of God for what God is doing in their church, the church globally. Hmm. What, you know, we're I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're asking that because a lot of times pastors know what sheep need, what they need to do. But right now it's a good question to say, what does the Holy Spirit want me to do? Mm-hmm. You know how the Bible says don't be wise in your own eyes? A lot, a lot of pastors, and I'm certainly in this, so I can't be excused from this, but a lot of pastors, we, we, um, we have knowledge. We, think, we know what everybody needs to work on, but knowledge puffs up. 
Wisdom is not knowing, it's doing what you know. And uh, Jesus said one time, he said, uh, you guys are looking around and you're seeing the speck in other people's eye. Uh, but what about the plank in your own eye? And I don't think the Lord is trying to say um, the plank is of larger sin. It's just of more importance. Pastors, we can see the error of everybody else's way. But what is the plank in our eye? Like, what is, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you to work on? Because right now I'll read social media or I'll watch the news or whatever, and I'll have 15 problems with it. 15 things that make me mad. I'll think, these people need to work on that. That's so stupid over there. Why are they doing this? And I think it feels like wisdom, but really that's just knowledge. Wisdom is knowing what I need to work on, not what everybody else needs to work on. And I think I could become a much better leader if I, if I work on that. That's you know, that's uh, so, so good. And it is true that everything rises and falls on leadership. Thank you, Dr. John Maxwell. He said it. He did. He but got you that and for I me said too. It before he got it before it. me. Well, you thought it, but I said I it. I know, but and I then wrote he it down. It. I tried to show you, and it was deleted. I think Michelle deleted. Yeah, that's right. You deleted, and now John gets all the credit for it. Thank you all she that money. Emailed, she emailed it to John and said, hey, "I think they'd be John, really good." Do you know how much money he owes me? God, dog, and I write checks to his stuff all the time. He's got this all backwards, and everything rises and falls on. Attitude. I said that too. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that ain't gonna work out. Right oh right. man, you have to change his leadership. John, <laughs> he's messing up this podcast. <laughs> uh, but it, it is to get back on topic. It is looking at at yourself and what can I do do different. And it is easy to point fingers at other people and mm-hmm. go. You know, well, the church isn't the same. People aren't hungry for God, and all they want to do is watch online. And, you know, they had to get back mm-hmm. to church. But the reality is that our reality is different than it used to be. This is not 2019. <laughs> and even then it was frustrating because people only came to church once a month on average. Now <laughs> you hardly ever see the same people at church <laughs> That's anymore. Twitter, but he said the reality is the reality is different. <laughs> <laughs> See, John Maxwell's going to try to use that. Book, series, there series. Go. But reality is important, though, because it's the only thing that's real. Like, it's, I know. it's, it's true. And so you have you to. can't ignore it. No, you can't. And so that means what do I need to adjust yeah. to address the realities of today? Because uh-huh. yeah. they're not the same as they were, as you mentioned earlier, 2019. Oh <laughs> well, gosh. let's maybe close our conversation kind of on that note and with this question. So what is it that you guys are focused on right now? Uh, what is it that you're focused on, whether it's personally or in leading the church or with your staff that you feel like is setting up for the future and what people need, what God wants to do in and through the church? Well, I mean, there's a couple of things I'm doing. And there's so many different, there's like, you know, 10 of these different things that I'm trying to work out and, and do better at. I think there's ways of reaching people through a digital medium that is a whole lot different than we used to do. Mm-hmm. You know, for us, we used to put a camera in the room, and if you were shut in, if you will, it couldn't come, you're traveling, you know, you get soccer that weekend, you can watch. But it's more than that now. It's really reaching right. around. And there's people. I mean, the life churches and the, those mm-hmm. people, they, they do it better than, than way better than we're ever going to do it. But what we have to adjust as leaders is so these are my people. And I don't need to be life church and I don't need to be elevation because my vision and who I am is much different than them. So what do I need to provide for my community and the people that I'm reaching to help pastor them better than I ever have before through digital means? 
And if it means starting a campus in the metaverse, I mean, I think you ought to do that. But you should ask yourself the question, what do I need to change? And not just yourself. You have a team of people around you that can help you address the needs of your people. Because mm-hmm. uh, you don't you don't always know what's best. Totally agree. I, I think pastors were pretty good a few years ago at coming up with some grandiose ideas and just announcing it to everybody. Mm. This is what we're going to do. Randy and I have been at staff uh, meetings with other churches, and it's probably happened in our church too, but I hope not. And that is a pastor walking in saying, here's what we're going to do, and God told me to do this. What do you guys think about it? And everybody's like, well, God told me. I like God, so I guess I'm into it. Uh, Those days are over. I think the new pattern is collaboration. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think about this? What do you guys and you girls think about this? How do we pray about this? And the dreams are a lot better because think of the collaboration that can happen with really smart people and then unveiling the next move as a church versus one person just saying, here's how we're going to do it. I would say every pastor out there, if you could just show up at your next staff meeting mm-hmm. and uh, and listen about nine times more than you ever have before. Here's a great question to to kind of start that listening is if you were in my seat, what's one thing that you would do different? Yes. Ask them that. If you guys, and I'm going to tell you why, because we hire people who are always thinking they could do it better than us. You wanted people like that. But they're that. wrong. Well, they're, <laughs> your people, yeah, your, your people are wrong, my, my people. But I will say that since they're thinking that, then what are they really thinking? And, um, and I think we can teach our people right now how to challenge the process while they remain loyal. Like, what would you do? Like Randy said, mm-hmm. what would you do if you were a, the leader of this old pastor? If you were the pastor of this old church over the next 30 days, what adjustment would you make? And if they know that's a safe place, you're going to get some good Great ideas, ideas. out that's of good. that. So we teach people public loyalty will give you private leverage. And when you have that leverage, please share that with me. And I think um, that 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 conversation is a lot deeper and richer and more effective than it was to I totally season. agree with that. So yeah. Good. So I think asking that question and just one more thing we'll just throw out there. I think it's time for us to uh I don't know how do you say it again? I think just just put your boots back on, buckle up your, your belt a little bit and let's just get to work because the the church we kind of got easy. You mm-hmm. know, it was really hard during it first. Obviously shut down, re figuring fi- out what reinventing yourself. Yeah. But then we got to this digital stuff and doing it online and, and it kind of got, it got easy. And now and people coming back and figuring out the new normal and how to grow the church again and address these issues, it takes some grit mm-hmm. and, grit. and people are tired. There's all kinds of emotional and trauma, but it's time to get back. It to is work. time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to have a Sabbath. Some people are working too hard, mm-hmm. but the scripture is it's our work week is work, 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 work. Rest. A lot of people is rest, 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 work a little bit. And uh, and I think everybody needs to know where they are on that. But the reward is not what happens next. Like maybe when I get a better job or a better position, then life can start. No, Paul didn't live that way. He was always, what can I do today yeah. in prison? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. There, some of these apostles, they were in prison and the door opened up. And they didn't even walk out. Still didn't leave. 
because they, they, they thought the reward is in the calling right here where I am. They were present. And Paul said, I'm, I work harder than everybody. Mm-hmm. And we, t- we just can't be afraid of hard work. If you name the people in your life that you respect the most, mm-hmm. I guarantee you they're hard working people. If you don't have this reality of this, I'm, where I'm at right now is where I'm called. You won't ask questions, how can I make it better? Because oh, yeah. you're looking down the horizon. So you'll never make any of these adjustments if you don't first address the reality of where you are is exactly the right spot. Now, address it, be glad in it, Beautiful. praise the Lord in it, and let's write the book of Philippians in the middle of this Beautiful. mess I'm in. And he just read that. I told him. I wrote he did. that right I saw before. him. You passed the note, and it was all credit. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, I signed your page. <laughs> Not this guy. <laughs> true it was all randy it's weird everywhere look at the redemption of that he's so bossy he signs a paycheck at our church too oh man well seriously though pastor rick thanks so much for joining us for this conversation and uh, we love you and yeah i we know do. i know this guy does too so most every day yeah just y'all remember i led randy to christ just remember that yeah man the reward in heaven you're gonna have is massive i don't know i think It'd i'm gonna like... have to apologize for it <laughs> <laughs> sorry god i didn't mean to put him on the team well, love those of you listening today. Hope you've had a good time with today's conversation, but I do hope you learned a lot and took away a few uh, challenging things that were said um, and that it impacts you as you go about your work and your life and your ministry and what God's called you to do. So until next time, thanks for joining us for the Relational Leader Podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. For more resources, visit randybazette.com.